0: Welcome to the Sex and Psychology Podcast. I am your host, Dr. Justin Laymiller. I am a social psychologist and research fellow at the Kinsey Institute and author of the book, Tell Me What You Want, The Science of Sexual Desire and How It Can Help You Improve Your Sex Life. One of my favorite things about running this podcast is that I learn so much from my guests and I hope you do as well. It's hard to believe, but we're more than 140 episodes in right now and I feel like we've barely scratched the surface. There is so much to explore in the world of sex and relationships. For today's episode, we're going to do something a little different. I've recorded short bonus interviews with dozens of my guests over the years. I always had plans to release them, but never really got around to it until now. So I went back to my archives and gave them all a listen, and there are truly some gems in there. In each of these interviews, I asked folks to share their favorite piece of sex advice, their favorite piece of relationship advice, and their favorite piece of life advice. All of these clips are amazing, but I've pulled out some of my personal favorites today so that you can get some sex, love, and life advice straight from the experts. You're gonna hear from a wonderful mix of sex educators, therapists, researchers, and writers who are gonna give you some really practical tips. I am so excited to share these bonus interviews with you, and I hope you thoroughly enjoy them and learn a lot. Stick around, and we're gonna jump in right after the break. Enhance your sexual performance with FirmTech. Check out their tech ring, which is designed to give you harder, longer-lasting erections while also tracking your erectile fitness. Wear it at night to monitor nocturnal erections and cardiovascular health, or wear it during lovemaking for a boost in the bedroom. Unlike other erection rings, FirmTech is easy to put on, adjustable to your comfort, and it can go on whether you're hard or soft. To learn more, check the show notes or visit myfirmtech.com and be sure to use my exclusive discount code, Justin20, to save 20% off your purchase. Again, that's myfirmtech.com. When it comes to sex, most people have to figure out everything all on their own. Fortunately, there's a solution for this and it's called Beducated. Their online courses can take your intimate life to the next level and teach you about a ton of topics, including how to awaken pleasure and explore your body, techniques you can try in bed with a partner, and so much more. Try all of their courses today for free. And if you like what you see, you can get 60% off the yearly pass by using my last name, Lay Miller, as the coupon code. Check the show notes for the link or visit beducated.com and be sure to use my last name to get your discount. Enjoy. Healthcare training programs usually include some information about gender and sexuality, but few of them give you adequate training if your goal is to become a sex therapist or educator. This is where the Modern Sex Therapy Institutes can help. MSTI offers a PhD program in clinical sexology, as well as multiple certification programs in sex therapy and sex education for mental health and medical professionals. All trainings can be completed 100% online. Whether you're looking for a certification or simply an opportunity to build and expand your knowledge base, MSTI can help. For more information on their programs and offerings, find the link in the show notes or visit modernsextherapyinstitutes.com. I just finished my interview with sex educator, researcher, and therapist, Dr. Kristen Mark. I'm going to ask Kristen to share with us her top tips and advice on having a better life in the bedroom and beyond. So Kristen, let me ask you this. As a sex educator, researcher, and therapist, what is one thing that you think everyone should know about sex or your favorite sex tip?
1: I think my favorite sex tip is not to assume that one sort of position or like move works for everyone. <laughs> I think people get so like caught up in that, like what's the best sex position? And it's different for everyone and it's different for every dynamic. So explore and take time to explore to figure out what works best for that dynamic.
0: Yeah. And a lot of people think of themselves as having like their sex move. Right? <laughs> and and you're so right that everybody every relationship is different and if you're repeating the same move every time a that can get a little old right because we know that people need novelty and b you know not everyone's going to respond to that move in the same way so i think your advice is spot on there Mm -hmm. so how about a happy relationship what is something you think everybody should know when it comes to developing better and healthier relationships
1: Well, communication is just so important with relationships. I feel like it's such a boring relationship tip, but so many couples don't do it. And so finding ways to communicate with each other that works is really, really important. That might be through using technology. It might be through, you know, I think the way that we approach conflict and the way that we approach hard conversations is really, really important for relationship success. So finding ways that you can do that with your partner effectively and not sort of allow the emotions to take over uh, is an important communication. Communication tip related to relationships
0: and so just like there isn't one best sex move there isn't one best way to communicate about sex with your partner either right right mm-hmm. yeah so it's all about finding what works for you and as kristen said sometimes technology can be your friend and can make it easier to have some of those difficult conversations <sighs> So lastly, Kristen, what is the secret to your success? Can you share with us one of the best pieces of advice that you've ever received or something you've learned that has contributed to your success or helped you to lead a better life?
1: Oh yeah, life tip. Um, (laughs) (laughs) I think that probably balance is really important. And any times that I look back and yes, maybe having less balance means publishing more papers or doing, you know, but it doesn't mean that I'm happy. And that's like really important. I think prioritizing that is, is really crucial. So prioritizing balance in life and making sure that you have that balance in place is my, my best life tip for today.
0: <laughs> well, so how, how do you get your balance? Because you do so much, like I I don't know how you do it all professionally and then also still have your sanity. So what is something that you do to seek balance? I have
1: a dog and Piper is like the best because she makes me stop working and take her for a walk, (laughs) you know? So I think having things that bring you joy, whether that's like your dog or whether that's your kids or you're taking a walk around the block or going to the lake and those things, having those things to look forward to. I also really prioritize like exercise just because it's good for my mental health. And I think that when I regularly practicing mindfulness and doing that kind of stuff too, it's like I notice a huge difference. So those things are so classic and nothing groundbreaking, but certainly easier said than done and things that have definitely helped me keep it together. Oh, and lists. I'm a big list maker. Post-its. <laughs> I'm a big fan of post-its and lists and crossing things off. Like I'll put bre- eat breakfast on my list. <laughs> <laughs>
0: I'm a big fan of the lists too I've got I actually have a whole bunch of lists piled up on my desk in front of me maybe I'm not so good at keeping lists after all but thank you so much for sharing your advice and for being with us today I really appreciate it
1: yeah thanks for having me
0: I just finished my interview with Tracy Clark Flory, and we talked all about her life as a sex writer, some of the interesting places she's been, including porn sets and orgasmic meditation retreats, and some of the key things that she's learned along the way. In this bonus interview, I'm going to ask Tracy to share some of her best tips and advice on having a better life in the bedroom and beyond. So Tracy, as someone who has covered the sex and relationships beat in journalism for many years, let me ask you this what is your single best piece of sex advice or your top (laughs) sex tip? And if (laughs) I know that's a hard question to answer and if you have different answers for people based on gender, you know, that's totally fine. But what is your, your best sex tip?
2: The thing that comes to mind immediately for me, (laughs) I will never forget an interview that I did with a man with a micro penis who wanted to tell me about his experience of sex. And While he'd had a lot of pretty traumatizing experiences early on, I was blown away by (laughs) what he described of his current sex life, which was, you know, he'd gotten to this place of, it's not that big of a deal. I'm never going to be able to give a woman screaming orgasms through penetrative intercourse alone, and I'm okay with that. And what he had instead focused on was, creativity, adaptability. And to me, those were just, that's the most powerful advice that I've ever come across, which is really to toss aside the usual scripts, usual expectations of what sex should be and what's required of good sex. And to me, this man who was emphasizing creativity and adaptability, like he had really gotten down to the heart of the thing.
0: That is such great advice. I couldn't agree more. And it's something I think we can all benefit from. And the earlier in our lives that we can take that message to heart, the better. Because our sex lives change (laughs) over the course of time. What's feasible or practical and what our bodies can do when it comes to sex. Like all of this stuff changes. And the more flexible, adaptable, and creative you are when it comes to sex the better off you'll be in terms of being able to meet challenging needs and changing circumstances. So I think that's absolutely fantastic advice. So how about relationship advice? What's your best piece of advice for people to help develop happy, healthy, long-lasting relationships?
2: Mm, Honestly, I think it's similar to the sex advice, which is, I think there's really something important about adaptability in terms of If you're interested in a long-term relationship, you know, lifelong potentially, I think being able to grow and change with your partner and to allow them to grow and change and to meet each other, you know, at various points in your lives together and to adapt in that way, to sort of be open to this partner changing and surprising you and to your own changing and surprising, you know, I think those are key ingredients to long-term happiness with someone else.
0: Tracy, you are just spot on in all of your answers. Yes. (laughs) You know, yes. Good. I I, I totally agree with you. You know, that the growth beliefs are so crucial for relationship success. And if you go in just thinking everything's going to work out, you know, if it's the right relationship, well, that's not a very healthy way of approaching things. And good relationships require some work, they require some effort, and they require some willingness to change and adapt and make that relationship fit what it is that you ultimately want to have because the reality is that you know they don't tend to work out like they do in the fairy tales that we tend to see (laughs) so lastly i want to ask what is the secret to your success so can you share with us one piece of advice that's just good for having a more successful life and this can be advice that you have heard from someone else in the course of your own life a mentor parent someone else or it can just be something that you've learned along the way so what is one ingredient of a more successful life
2: i would say follow your obsessions so for me that's manifested a lot in my work Just following my obsessions, whether I think that they're obsessions that other people have or not, but to just that there is something really beautiful about whatever your context is, whether it's journalism or not, whether it's in your work life or your personal life, to follow your obsessions, to trust your interests, and to see where that takes you. I think that that can lead to some really beautiful places.
0: It absolutely can. And I can't imagine what my life would be like if I would have done something else and hadn't followed <laughs> through this path of, of what I'm doing now. And I'm sure you probably feel the same way, but yes. th- there is so much to be said for following what it is that really motivates you what you're really passionate about and it can make every day a little bit more exciting and interesting and humans tend to live pretty long these days so if you're not doing something (laughs) that is of interest to you and you're not following those obsessions and passions then you run the risk of becoming bored pretty early on
2: yeah you got to keep it interesting
0: absolutely well thanks for sharing your advice i really appreciate having you here
2: yeah thanks so much for having me
0: I just finished my interview with Dr. Emily Nagoski, the award-winning author of Come As You Are and co-author of Burnout. I'm going to ask Emily to share with us her top tips and advice on having a better life in the bedroom and beyond. So Emily, let me ask you this. What is something that you think everyone should know about sex or your favorite sex tip?
3: My favorite sex tip comes direct from Peggy Kleinplatz, and that is answering the question, what kind of sex is worth wanting?
0: Yeah. It's, it's so simply put, but it's such right? an important point that most people just never sit and ask themselves, right?
3: Anytime I say that to a couple or to an audience, everybody pauses and goes, oh, right. <laughs> yeah.
0: <laughs> what is the sex that I really want to have? Ask yourself that question. Now, And
3: what are you willing to do to make it happen?
0: Yes. And that's the important follow-up. So how about relationship advice? You know, what is something that you think everyone should know about developing happy and healthy relationships?
3: Though I really learned to have relationships out of books, like John Gottman and Sue Johnson basically are my parents in terms of my relationships. The best relationship advice I've ever gotten came from my grandmother who told me when I was in high school that if you give 50-50 in a relationship, you've got half a relationship. Both people have to give 100%. Mm-hmm.
0: So true, and I, I guess I hadn't thought about it exactly in those terms, but those are words to live by. And also fun fact: John and Julie Gottman were actually the very first guests I ever had on my podcast. so <laughs> lots of fun people in the archive. Now, lastly, what's the secret to your success? Can you share with us one of the best pieces of advice you've ever received, or something you've learned that has just really contributed to your success or helped you to lead a better life?
3: Uh, you know, I'm afraid this is going to sound dark but it is not at all. My favorite broad life advice that has helped me to get through all the things that happen in my brain and my life are Kate Bornstein's words of wisdom. You're allowed to do whatever it takes to make life worth living. Just don't be mean.
0: It's very beautifully put. I love that. Well, thank you so much, Emily, for sharing all of your advice and words of wisdom with us. We really appreciate having you here and all of the great and amazing work that you do. And we wish you much success in the future.
3: This has been delightful. Thank you so much.
0: (laughs) Thank you. I just finished my interview with sex and relationship therapist, Martha Kelpie and we discussed everything you need to know about opening up a relationship. In this bonus interview, I'm going to ask Martha to share with us her top tips and advice on having a better life in the bedroom and beyond. So, Martha, as a sex therapist, let me ask you this. What is one thing that you think everybody should know about sex? or your top sex tip. It doesn't have to be the best sex advice of all time, just something that you think is important for people to know about sex.
4: I think it's very important to know that desire is something that comes from inside of you. It's something that you can grow for yourself. And it's not something that you need somebody else to necessarily wake up in you. So if you want to experience more desire in your life or more lift in general there are ways to do that for yourself. So beginning to ask yourself what lights you up, what turns you on, what brings you joy, and then start giving yourself the gift of those things is gonna make for a happier life and also, by the way, a happier sex life
0: explore your desires i love that it's great advice and there's all kinds of ways to do that It can involve masturbation it could involve sexual fantasy it's figuring out what you like what feels good what's pleasurable and what you really want when it comes to sex so how about relationship advice what's something that you think everybody should know about developing happy and healthy relationships whether they're monogamous or consensually non-monogamous
4: For sure, my answer to this is differentiation of self. So the four-part toolkit. (laughs) The first part being looking inside yourself and figuring out what you think and feel and prefer and desire separate from what anybody else might want to hear from you. Secondly, being able to say that to someone else, even if you think that they're not going to feel comfortable hearing it. Thirdly, being able to stay steady and hear what somebody else has to say to you, even if it makes you massively uncomfortable. And then the underlying foundation for all of that, hold steady, get grounded within yourself and manage your automatic reactions so that you can actually stay in the conversation for long enough to get somewhere.
0: I love that. And it's perfect advice for people in any type of relationship and also across different genders and sexual orientations I, I love it because it's just a very translatable skill that, that anyone can apply so lastly what's the secret to your success can you share with us one of the best pieces of advice you've ever received or something that you've just picked up or learned along the way that has contributed to your success or helped you to lead a better life
4: hmm. I think I would call this the happiness project. And I call it the Martha happiness project when I'm talking about my own life and when I'm working with a client, it's their happiness project. But to begin to focus on what choices am I making and what are they bringing me? what thoughts am I thinking and what emotion is it bringing to me and begin to choose the stuff that lifts, the stuff that makes me happy, the stuff that lights me up, that enlivens, that energizes, that inspires. Choose that. And then everything else starts to fall into place.
0: Yeah. Also fantastic advice and something I wish I would have started doing a little earlier in life, but I figured it out. I came to that at some point. But the sooner you can kind of pick that up and start focusing on those things that make you happier, the better you'll be and the happier you'll be with your life. So thanks again, Martha, so much for sharing your advice and expertise with us. I really appreciate having you here.
4: Oh, my pleasure. It's been absolutely a joy. Thanks, Justin.
0: You're most welcome. Thanks. And we'll talk again soon. just finished my interview with brian erp and we talked all about love drugs and some of the fascinating questions raised by using drugs like mdma as a tool for helping people in struggling relationships but in this very short bonus interview we're going to go beyond love drugs and i'm going to ask brian to share with us his best tips and advice on having a better life in the bedroom and beyond so brian as someone who has studied and written about sex and relationships extensively. Let me ask you this. What is your single best piece of sex advice? Uh, In other words, what's your top sex tip based on what you've come across in the research?
5: A major lesson for me in doing this research is that our sexual desires don't exist in a vacuum. You know, we're all familiar with the way in which we may have complicated relationships to our own sexuality because of childhood experiences or how we were raised or whatever it might be. But also, you know, our desires can be shaped by our our social context and by the kinds of tropes and stereotypes that are circulating around us. And sometimes that's happening in the background, and we're not really conscious of it. You know, one thing I was talking with a friend about recently was the issue of racial preferences in sexual desire, and how it might just seem like, well, whatever, you know, you have the preferences that you have, either in favor of or against sexual experiences with people of certain ethnic or racial groups. But Then we were talking about, well, what are the historical and political reasons why people might have certain kinds of preferences or fetishes, let's say? And then what are the ethical implications of that? And so, you know, one thing that I've just found really interesting is using as a tool for understanding my own sexual desires and preferences, not just the latest books in the sexual therapy literature, but also understanding how wider cultural and historical forces filter down into our our intimate relationships and just being open to the idea of thinking about those norms themselves so rather than just taking it all for granted and trying to eke out some kind of sexual pleasure within whatever is the status quo you know use your imagination to think about different possibilities for how people can relate to each other and what are your values really and do you find yourself assuming that there's only one model of sexuality that's appropriate to pursue because you haven't really interrogated that thought and if you begin to think well what are different ways that we can relate to each other sexually maybe uh, opening up that space in your imagination can allow you to explore experiences that may be much more gratifying in the end than those that initially would occur to you to pursue.
0: I think that's great advice and it can also just be a useful tool for self-reflection is thinking on where our fantasies and desires come from and how there are complex, complicated roots behind them. I think, you know, we have a tendency to kind of take that for granted that we're just born with every (laughs) desire that we have. But uh, the truth of the matter is that it's much more complicated than that so let me ask about your best piece of relationship advice you know assuming someone isn't going down the path of love drugs or they want to get to the point where they don't need to you know necessarily medically assist their relationship what's your best piece of advice for helping people develop happy healthy long-lasting relationships
5: you You know, know i feel i feel so funny giving advice because like everybody else i am trying to figure out you know, um, my own relationship to relationships, uh, to put it that way. And so, you know, um, partly what I'm trying to do is to see whether I can eke out any lessons from from the research that I've been doing and, and, and whether any of that is practically applicable in life. And one thing that that has come through for me is this idea that love isn't just something that happens to us. I think we have this very passive view of love in pop culture, which is like you fall into love. And then I think for a lot of people, when they don't feel that kind of spark with their partner anymore, they feel like, well, now I guess I've fallen out of love. And so there's nothing left to do but to end the relationship and move on to something else and and, and, and seek after that, that, that next high. Whereas I think if you think of love as more like something that you can work on or something that requires agency or knowledge or skill or practice, then you have an opportunity to try to ask yourself what's valuable about the relationship that you have and whether it's something that you want to work on and whether you want to try to bring that feeling of love back into uh you know an existing relationship and in any event just thinking about the role of love in your life rather than being a passive participant in the mysterious forces of love that overtake you how can we be agents within our own love story
0: that's really fantastic and and thought-provoking i like the way you frame that about love isn't something that just happens to you uh because so many of us do sit around just waiting for love expecting for it to fall into our laps and then once we find it that it'll just magically persist on its own but love is something that takes work to keep it going and uh you know that's similar to my perspective on relationships and love is that it requires some degree of effort to keep the love alive and keep it going uh so don't be afraid to to put a little bit of effort in Now, lastly, you are very accomplished for being at this stage of your career. So I want to know the secret to your success. So can you share with us one of the best pieces of life or career advice that you've ever received from anyone or just something that you've learned along the way that you think has helped make you more successful or has helped you to lead a better life?
5: Yeah, you know, just to give a very real answer, there are periods of my life where I've worked too hard and where I've worked myself uh, into a state of exhaustion. And a, a lesson that I had to learn from that was that just trying to squeeze out one more hour of work at the end of the day is a very short term kind of perspective because at some point it's going to catch up to you. And so after I really did hit a breaking point some years ago where I just kind of shut down for a while. I had to think about what is a sustainable version of this? You know, what is something that I can do where I get to pursue my academic passions and read and write and learn and grow, but in a way that every day is a positive experience rather than I'm waiting for some future where I will have, you know, finished all these deadlines and and be happy. And so what's been the goal for the last, I would say, five, six, seven years of my life has been to (laughs) make sure that I sleep eight hours every night. I'm religious now about sleep, which is something that I had not treated seriously before. I focus on things like meditation and making sure that my attention is being used in a way that allows me to think clearly and carefully about things rather than just getting lost in the drip of Twitter or YouTube or whatever it is. So I try to stay off technology as much as I can. And you know, I'm privileged to be able to write about things that I care about. And maybe that's cliche and, and I realize that that's something that may not be accessible to everyone. But part of what helps me get out of bed in the morning and keep going is that I write about stuff that I'm passionate about. I focus on questions that I really want to know the answer, something I'm genuinely confused about. And if I'm always keeping my, my thumb on the pulse of what matters here, rather than how do I just get some other publication, then I find myself fueled into a, a kind of forward momentum that so far for the last uh, number of years I've been able to sustain.
0: I love it. Pursue your passions prioritize sleep and set appropriate technology boundaries i think those are words that all of us can live by well thank you so much for sharing this with my listeners brian i really appreciate your time thanks for being here thank you just finished my interview with Dr. Ina Park, author of the new book, Strange Bedfellows. I'm going to ask Ina to share with us her top tips and advice on having a better life in the bedroom and beyond. So Ina is someone who has studied sex extensively. Let me ask you this. What is something that you think everyone should know about sex or your top sex tip?
6: My top sex tip is I have it in the epilogue of my book, which is have sex with people that you like. Mm-hmm. And I was talking to another person in, in, in our world, Emily Morris, and she sort of altered it to say, have sex with nice people. <laughs> and I think, you know, the thing is, Justin, is that, you know, that's not going to protect you from getting an STI, but it does protect you a little bit from the regret What I've noticed is with patients who I'm giving a diagnosis to, if they don't remember the person or they were too intoxicated to remember if the sex was good or if they said, that person's kind of a jerk, but I just did it because I was lonely, those are the people that feel the most regret, so... Again, it doesn't protect you, but I want people to you know, go out there and, and have great sex. And the fact that STIs come with the package is just something we need to accept.
0: Yeah. Now, how about relationship advice? What is something mm-hmm. you think everybody should know about having happy, healthy relationships besides being with
6: people you like? <laughs> right. I really think picking your battles mm-hmm. is really important because... So much of what we do in relationships, I think, especially in the beginning, is thinking, oh, I'm going to try to change this person and I'm going to shape that by making suggestions about what I think this person should do in the conduct of their life. And I have to say, after being in a relationship for a really long time, it doesn't do anything other than foster uh, feelings of resentment. So I think a greater sort of sense of acceptance of who the person is and not trying to change people and really just... Choosing where you're going to put your foot down is really important.
0: I stand by that. And as somebody in a long-term relationship for you know, multi-decades now, uh, yes. take your battles carefully. Yes. <laughs> now, lastly, what's the secret to your success? Can you share with us one of the best pieces of advice you've ever received or something that you've learned along the way that has contributed to your success or just helped you to lead a better life?
6: One thing that I think I'm, I'm trying to do this now, Justin, and so I mean, it's a work in progress, but you know, there's all kinds of people that come into your life and there are those that kind of drain you and suck energy out of you. And then there are those people with whom you're able to have a more mutual type of relationship. And I'm not talking about sex, I'm just talking about relationships in general. So I think trying to prioritize interactions with the people that give you energy instead of those who drain it away, unless you're related to them and you have to see them. (laughs) Do you know what I mean? It's something that I am constantly working on. And after the pandemic, it's been a time to reset all of that Mm -hmm. because we didn't have to see everybody. And now that we're going to be seeing people again, trying to decide, do I really want that relationship in my life or not?
0: Mm great advice. Thank you so much for sharing all of that, Ina. I stand by everything you said. Uh, And I hope we get a chance to speak again soon.
6: Thanks, Justin.
0: Thank you. I hope you enjoyed this set of bonus interviews as much as I did. There's more to come in future episodes. In the meantime, to keep up with new episodes of this podcast, visit my website, sexandpsychology at sexandpsychology.com, or subscribe on your favorite platform where I hope you'll take a moment to rate and review the show. You can also follow me on the socials for daily sex research updates. I'm on Twitter at Justin LayMiller and Instagram at Justin J. LayMiller. Also, be sure to check out my book, Tell Me What You Want. Thanks again for listening. Until next time.